Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening around the world. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Alexander, and you're listening to another episode of IVExec Insights, a weekly podcast brought to you by IVExec, an elite network of global thought leaders. You can visit us at ivexec.com and join our growing executive network. In today's episode, you will hear from IVExec's own senior career advisor, Anastasia Gavrilovich, and one of her clients, Darwin Jacques, Vice President of Information Technology. Uh, starting with Anastasia, Anastasia is a career senior career advisor who worked with more than 2,000 clients, ranging from entry level to the C-suite across various industries. She helps clients learn how to embark on their own job search in the most effective way. In addition to giving resume critique and career advice, Anastasia also provides business consulting services. In this session, we'll talk about her LinkedIn rewrite services that iVexec has to offer for you and to your own personal growth and much more. Welcome, Anastasia, and welcome, Norman. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Very happy well, to join this again. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Well, Anastasia, can we start a little bit, uh, once again, just a, a brief look back on your role in iVexec? And what does it actually mean to have a LinkedIn rewrite? Sure. So as Alexander mentioned, I'm a senior career advisor here at Ivy Exec. I work with clients on a daily basis. Um, most of my work is focused on giving feedback to my clients, whether it's about LinkedIn or resume, and then answering a lot of questions that they might have about their job search. But one of the services that I also offer is LinkedIn Rewrite. And that is something that we will focus on today. So I would like to start off by just talking about LinkedIn and why LinkedIn is important, because I still talk to clients daily who don't want to be on LinkedIn or aren't as comfortable sharing anything online, don't like social media, and so on. <laughs> So let's start off by saying that you don't actually have to share anything on LinkedIn that you're not comfortable with. You can be a completely private person and still have a LinkedIn profile. And you do want to have one. Ideally, you would have a LinkedIn profile that is optimized and you would use it very often. You would be very active because nowadays, and this number increases almost monthly, more than 80% of recruiters and hiring managers source for candidates on LinkedIn. So it's very easy for you to get lost amongst many other candidates if your LinkedIn profile doesn't say anything, if you haven't updated it in five or 10 years, because that also happens if you didn't add your important skills. And you don't want to do that. Ideally, Every job search would just uh, come down to someone reaching out to you and offering you an opportunity. And LinkedIn is just a great place for that because it happens so often. Someone can just find you to LinkedIn, they can reach out to you, and then you can you go about it that way. You don't have to apply to 50, 60, 70 different applications every week because I have talked to people who have done that, actually. 
I believe, I believe. And talking about uh, LinkedIn uh, optimization, uh, can you go a little bit more into specific details? Uh, what have you seen that uh, needs actually to be changed that uh, people disregard uh, when they're optimizing their LinkedIn profile? Uh, those uh, small details that actually uh, put a lot of, um, how to say, uh, backtrack on people that are trying to apply for new job roles that, that are trying to get uh, visible with their LinkedIn profile that are trying to get into a larger a larger networking scale, so to say. Of course. So in most cases, when someone um, you know doesn't pay too much attention to LinkedIn, they simply don't optimize it in any way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just leave it as is. Perhaps they've added their roles, and that would they, that would be it. Uh, but ideally, you would pay attention to each section because each section is important. Just going off from the very top, something that we would always see first are the images. So your profile image and your background image. Your profile image shouldn't be um, a photo from a wedding. You know, it shouldn't be from, right, right. Uh, from, fishing, from your fishing trip. It should be a close-up of your face, and we shouldn't be able to see anything else in the background. If you are someone who works in a formal setting, then perhaps you want to have a black tie or you want to dress yourself professionally just for that little bit that we will see on the image itself. And then when it comes to the background image, this is where a lot of people just leave it blank. And then we see this blue gray area and you can actually use this to brand yourself. So it all depends, of course, on what you do. Some roles are more creative, some are less, but you can use your creativity to create something here that would give us an idea of what kind of a professional you are. So I mostly worked with IT professionals and then I give them a couple of ideas of what it might be. If it's IT security, there are a lot of images online that just, you know, um, can be used and then someone can edit them. But if you want to create something unique, then you can use Canva or another resource and then you can pick everything. The color that would essentially become your brand color. And it is important because people automatically associate certain colors with certain words, certain phrases. For example, red, which is mostly used by big brands, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, and so on, is often associated with power. Uh, blue with intelligence and loyalty. Orange with high productivity. So based on how you want people to perceive you or how you want them to feel, you can choose your color and then you can also choose a graphic or an image that somehow represents what you do. And finally, in this image, you could also add three to four of your main skills. Now, this is a good uh, headway into your headline because this is where we start talking about keywords a lot. <laughs> LinkedIn is all about optimizing your profile with keywords. And those keywords, if you aren't sure what they are, you can do a bit of research. Let's say you want to apply for a marketing manager role. You want to take a look at five to six top 
descriptions um, of, of the roles that you would apply for. And you want to see what are the top requirements that they have for that um, role. And then you can easily detect what are three to four of your main or most important skills that you need to present here. So when it comes to your headline, the first part would be a title that you use to brand yourself with having your future goals in mind. Then you would divide with vertical lines or however you'd like. And then you would have three to four of your main keywords. And then finally, you can also have a short sentence that would act as your elevator pitch. It can be long, but it can very much be impactful. For myself, it's focused on clients. So my elevator pitch is helping clients learn how to go about their job search strategy or how to improve their job search strategy. For someone else, it might be leading teams in order to implement successful IT strategies, for example. So a lot of different options, but you definitely want to add something here. Whatever you do on LinkedIn, we can always see your profile image, your name, and your headline. So it's almost like free advertising space um, for, for you to get noticed by a recruiter or someone else. After that, this is the main part and the most important part, and that is your about section. So here, we want to see your personality and we want to read a memorable story. So ideally, it wouldn't sound like a summary that you have in a resume. It would, you wouldn't talk about yourself in third person and making it sound very weird for anyone who is, who is reading about you. You would use I approach. You would be a bit more natural than you can be with your resume. And you would create that. So ideally, that story would start off with something interesting about you. And this is where I almost always insist with my clients for them to share that because they cannot make it up. Whether it's an anecdote from their career or a quote that they like or simply how they got into their career and where they are right now. But something interesting, intriguing that would invite people to read this and that would be authentic, that would show us the real you. And then after that, the rest of this story would focus on answering three different questions. The first one is, who are you as a professional? What it is that you're great at? And here you can have one short paragraph or a couple just highlighting your years of experience, um, size of the team that you can manage, size of the budget or projects that you were involved in in the past. You can highlight your current role or your previous roles, all depending on what is most relevant for you right now. And then after that, you would move on to answering the second question, which is what are some of your most impressive results? Three, five, even six bullet points here that would just show us some of your accomplishments. Ideally, they would be quantified, but of course, you can always share accomplishments that are not related to numbers. You could also highlight your education here. I've, I've worked with a person who has four master's degrees and a PhD. So that's also a very <laughs> impressive nice. ac accomplishment to put here. Um, and then after that, again, we want to see a bit more about you. So the third uh, question would be, who are you outside the work? 
whatever it is that you like to do in your free time, hobbies, interests, but also volunteering activities, nonprofit organizations that you are passionate about, all of that works. And that would round up that story. After that, you again, just want to repeat your keywords here. And this is the part of your profile that we will spend most of our time reading. So this is the part that you really want to focus on getting right. After that, of course, we would read your professional experience. So this is where you want to highlight your results, not your responsibilities. You want to focus on the impact that you made. And you can actually expand more here than you ever could with a resume. Resume needs to be one or two pages long, depending on your years of experience. And that's why we, we often cut off a lot of the important information that we might uh, you know, have because we just can't fit everything in, especially when we talk about someone who has 20, 25, 30, even 40 years of experience, because I, I mostly work with um, leaders and executives. Um, it's very hard to present all of that on just a two-page document. But when it comes to LinkedIn, this is a great opportunity to share as much as you can. Five, six, seven bullet points for each of your roles. You can go back as much as you'd like. You don't have to, of course. We can't guarantee that they will read about something that happened in the early 2000s or 90s. But if you want to share, if there's something you are proud of, if there's something that is important to you, you can use LinkedIn to, to share that. You don't have to worry too much about length because we have to click on a lot of see more, read more yeah, uh, right. in, in order to actually read all of that. And we will only do that if we are interested. So you will not overwhelm people with the amount of information that you have here. Um, the same goes for your education section. If you want to add any additional info that you can fit into your resume, projects, publications, activities, even your GPA, if you are someone who is, uh, you know, up to five years of experience, you can share, you can share that as well. And then, of course, if you have any important licenses, certifications, if you've taken, completed some courses that are relevant, you want to add all of that to your profile. And then after that, Something that is very important, again, because of your keywords, is your skill section. So this is where a lot of people think very narrowly. So they only add 5, 10, 15 of their perhaps most important skills, and they don't expand as much. And you can have up to 50. I always tell people, have the whole 50. <laughs> add all of your hard skills, soft skills software that you know how to use, all of that can be important because someone can find you through a certain skill. Or for example, when you apply for jobs on LinkedIn, LinkedIn shows you based on your skills, what percentage of the skills that they need right, you, actually, right. you actually have. So it's really good to add everything here. And then when you do have a complete list, then you want to prioritize. So what are the most important skills? The skills that are most required for the roles that you're targeting right now. You can always find all of your keywords by doing research, by just reading through job descriptions. 
And then when you do know which are those most important ones, then you can just reorder them. LinkedIn gives you that option. And that is something that a lot of people don't know. You can just drag them up and down and create an order that, that you like and that makes sense. Um, so finally, I will just mention one more section because LinkedIn really gives us a lot of options. We could talk about LinkedIn for hours. Um, and that is recommendations. So that section actually appears once you give a recommendation to someone or someone gives it to you. It doesn't appear if you just add it <laughs> to your profile. Um, and it's, it's very important to have a couple of recommendations here, at least five, ideally. Um, and those five would be from, from, from different levels. So let's say from someone who managed you, someone who you manage, someone who is at the same level or a client, it would just be great to have those because it's almost like having your references and referrals online available for everyone to see at all times. So you don't even need to, you know, send your your referrals while you're submitting your right. resume or being worried whether you should bring them to the interview. Uh, you know, and by the way, these are all of the people that talk nicely about you. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> Give me the <this> job. <laughs> so it's always available. People can see it and it can give you that third-party validation that you have all of the skills, all of the expertise that you claim to have. And when someone doesn't know you, it can really help you out because the more they read about other people's perceptions of you, they are more likely to, you know, understand what kind of a professional you are and call you up for an interview. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, I mean, as you said, we can talk about LinkedIn for hours is a quite broad uh, yeah. topic. <laughs> there is a lot to learn, always new stuff to be seen. Uh, but um, uh, let's uh, go, if you can uh, briefly uh, walk us through your own uh, process for the LinkedIn rewrite. Uh, so can you just give us pointers from start, middle to the end? How, uh, how does it go? What's the flow? And uh, what uh, potential clients need to do uh, so they can get in touch with you and have their LinkedIn rewritten. Of course. So when it comes to LinkedIn rewrites, so we have two um, different sets of clients coming my way. Uh, we have our MI studies. And then when someone completes uh, a study, they're able to choose a LinkedIn rewrite with me. And then when they do that, they get uh, a link to my calendar and they can just schedule it. When it comes to the B2C clients, people that I talk to, if they are interested, um, I will send over a link that they can use to purchase their uh, the service, their LinkedIn rewrite with me. And then again, they would just get access to my calendar and they would book it. So once someone schedules that with me, they will receive an email asking a couple of questions that are important for me to prepare. Um, of course, I would also ask for their most recent resume um, if, if they have something that is recent, hopefully. Um, so when it comes to those questions, it's all about highlighting what is most important to them, highlighting a couple of their achievements, highlighting a couple of their skills, 
And then after that, we will connect. We will have a meeting, 30 minutes or so. And I would go even further into details. I will ask questions that will help me. Sometimes even pull out information from people because, uh, you know, people will tell me, I'm not sure if I have any, you know, impressive numbers to show. And then after talking to them for five minutes, I, I extract five or six important achievements that anyone else would be impressed with. But when people are too close to the subject, they tend to um, overlook a lot of important things. Um, so after we, we speak, I write a draft, I send it over, I share it with my client. And then if we want, we can have one two iterations, um, how many um, they like or how many is relevant and needed. And then after that, they receive a final draft that they can just copy and paste into, into their profile. And then hopefully get that job. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you uh, for that. So we spoke a little bit about uh, LinkedIn Rewrite. Uh, you mentioned uh, MI studies. And speaking of MI studies, uh, we said at the beginning uh, we have one of Anastasia's uh, ex clients, uh, an IV exec member, Darwin Jacques. Welcome, Darwin. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Good to have you here. Uh, well, uh, let's start off. Uh, if you can tell us a little bit about your own uh, professional path, I know that you uh, went through uh, roles such as senior manager information technology operations, director of information technology, and now as uh, serving as vice president of information technology. So, can you tell? us a little bit about your own professional growth, about your own professional background, and uh, what led you to actually be involved in the MI study uh, to begin with? Sure. So uh, again, thank you for having me here. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here and, and to have worked with, with this process. And so my journey in IT has taken me through a lot of different roles, focusing at times on operations, uh, but I've had the opportunity to also work in project management, service delivery. And at the beginning of my career, um, basically where I kind of grew up was through the help desk and network administration, eventually server administration. I started leading some teams through some projects, uh, which worked my way up then into management. And I decided that Although I wanted to stay really close to the technology, I, I prefer to be more in a leadership role. And that has led me to management, uh, eventually becoming a manager, director, senior director, mm -hmm. and currently uh, the VP of my organization uh, slash CIOs, because I, I am the head of IT there. And uh, the journey has been an incredible one. And it's been one that, that has really helped me to learn to appreciate all the facets of working with the business very closely but also viewing things from a technology landscape and point of view. Obviously, the, the passion that I have for technology has, has made me want to stay in that path. But I'm at a point in my career now that the types of roles that I would be willing to engage with are, are at a very senior IT leadership level. Right. And I wanted my profile online, my, my digital footprint, if you will, to be more reflective of the journey that I've taken down, down the path. and. Uh, you know, I, I sort of have a very down-to-earth kind of approach in my management style, and, and I wanted the the profile to be reflective of my personality and character, as well as set my goals and, and 
the highly driven mindset that I have. So it, it was important to me to change the tone of the profile uh, uh, to sound more executive and less technical because I'm, I am a little bit removed from the technical pieces of it. But uh, Anastasia helped me to, uh, to, to, to take the accomplishments that I've, like she said, to sort of highlight it through my career and, and that you forget about them because you're so immersed in it on a day-to-day perspective. And she was able to help me show the KPI-driven way, which focuses on my, my leadership accomplishments, not just the technical accomplishments, for, which were really part of the background previously. But, but clearly, the transformation that I've taken from technologist to leader to growth to mm-hmm. higher leadership roles was, was really important to highlight. Right, right. And yeah, we know that you uh, came to Ivy Exec uh, over MI studies. Uh, uh, so what made you uh, join Ivy Exec to begin with? Well, uh, it, it was one of the studies. And I, I think being part of these studies whenever possible or being part of a roundtable is, I, I, I think, very important, not only as a leader, but also just as a peer within the technology realm because your voice gets to be heard and some things are driven in the market and the studies often are around new technologies or emerging technologies, or maybe it's something around how a software platform may be changing, um, which was one of the recent studies and what you like, what you don't like, what you think would be applicable in your industry, in your particular role and the size of the organization that you're at. And I think it's important. I think it's a way of giving back a little bit to uh, the the software developers or the the new technologists that are coming out, so that they understand really what our needs are and things aren't being done in a, in a black hole. Um, sometimes you hear about a technology that was introduced, and it's like, who's going to use this, right? right? So, but but when you're speaking to the end user or the end customer uh, or an executive within that realm, uh, it, it helps to understand really where that technology is going. And it's, it's my way of saying, well, I'm going to contribute and say, well, this is how we use it. And uh, this is how we could use it. If it was changed, or if we had this new technology, it would be helpful for us in this way, specifically maybe to my industry, but in general, from an IT perspective, this is how my users, my normal office users would use this type of technology. So this is where my users would benefit or their lives would be made easier so they can be more productive in what their day-to-day jobs are. Right, right. I totally agree. And uh, from that point, I know that you made a choice to uh, go with uh, LinkedIn Rewrite. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit what uh, what made you choose to uh, complete uh, such a service and also can you share a little bit about your experience experience working with Anastasia and Anastasia I also would like to hear your experience as well so let's start with uh, what made you choose actually LinkedIn rewrite to begin with so it, it became very clear to me that my LinkedIn profile was really just a copy paste of the resume and technique, and literally, that's what it was. I had I'd taken my, my resume and I pasted it into the LinkedIn profile, and it was very much uh, technology-driven, right? So everything that I've done from a technology perspective, I've done these refreshes, I've installed this technology, I've uh, implemented this system. And it didn't really speak to who I was as a leader and as an executive and, and the accomplishments that I had 
uh, accomplished through my career from from a more natural uh, language. So in speaking to Anastasia, she was like, well, you need to use more natural language. And I was a little bit, uh, I was a little bit scared. I remember telling her, ah, are you sure about this? Because <laughs> I'm a technologist and really. <laughs> <laughs> you you weren't right. sure. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't sure. And, and I felt like it needed to be more formal, but uh, it, it was, it was, uh, it was very eye opening to see that the natural language being used in the profile and, and how in speaking in the first person was a more sincere approach while still speaking to my accomplishments. And we were able to highlight some of the very key accomplishments, like I said, and, and it was still very metric and very KPI driven in, in the fundamentals in the profile, but it maintained more of that natural speaking. And, and it was more reflective of, of, of who I am. And, and, and it took the opportunity to match the resume. Uh, it, it sort of complemented the resume from a more professional sounding point of view, right? Cause the resume sounds more professional but it still highlights all of these key accomplishments. And it, it was, it was transformative and, and it took me out of my comfort zone from, from really like what I've been doing for years that obviously hasn't been working. Right. It's like you're in the resume and, and the, and the LinkedIn profile sort of have become stagnant. And so I'm like, okay, well, um, how do I get to a point where it, it feels fresh and, it feels more like me having this conversation that I'm having with you today. So my LinkedIn profile, I think maybe is a little bit more professional than Anastasia would have liked it to be, but, <laughs> but, but I got to a point where we, where we found a, a, a good balance and it sounds like me talking, but it still feels like, okay, I can still be a little bit, um, a little bit more uh, conservative around, around how, how it sounds versus like being just right, right. natural. That is so true. Uh, I remember you telling me like, well, all of the other people don't have this. You know, I, I'm looking at these other IT executives um, and you would share those profiles and they wouldn't have anything. <laughs> like, right, right. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, but um, I think... Um, uh, also, that was transformative because I remembered that concern and you wanted to keep it very professional, conservative. Even with the story, uh, I, I remember that I first uh, created a draft and then you opened up and you actually shared some of right. that uh, info that that is now authentic and now speaks about you as a person. And that created that whole story. And that is why I always say it's a collaboration. It shouldn't be just someone writing it for you and sending it because then it it wouldn't talk about you and it wouldn't be as authentic as on brand. And when you work with someone, when you extract all of that info, then it can really it can really be amazing. It can create a story that everyone wants to read. And you were really good at that because, like I said, I think I think we are so focused on what we do from a day to day perspective. Uh, like for example, in IT operations, right, we're dealing with fires all day, right? There's always nobody calls IT unless unless something's broken, right? It's it's, it's right. not they, they don't call to say thank you because the lights <laughs> turned on today and because my computer's running well. So yeah. <laughs> so we're dealing with fires all day, every day, and uh, we forget really the things that we that we accomplish because we we're in the weeds. We uh, what's the phrase? You you don't see the forest for the trees, right? You're like like you're you're right. you're there. You're immersed in it on an everyday basis, and then when it comes, unless you're writing it down, and this is something that I've learned uh, through this process, and, and that I've learned uh, the last couple of years of my career, it's to sort of have a like a, a notebook or you know a OneNote or, or whatever on your on your mm -hmm. on your computer to 
when you accomplish something or when you do something big or you solve a big problem, write it down. Because at the end of the year, you're going to forget everything that you did. And unless Anastasia mm-hmm. is asking me questions about, so Darwin, how much of a budget did you manage? Or how many people did you manage? Or how did you implement this, this, this technology? I would have not thought to highlight any of those things because I, this is what I do every day. It's not a big deal, but it is a big deal, right? And it's important to highlight that, uh, not just on your resume in a very professional bullet-pointed way with APIs and metrics, but again, with this natural language that in, in my profile, I say, I did this. I was managing these people. I reported to this C-suite person. I helped the business to do this. And when I'm having a conversation, whether it's on a podcast or whether I'm having a conversation with a senior leadership at a potential new company for myself, that's the language that I need to be speaking. I'm not going to read what's on my resume and say, uh, you know, accomplished. But it's I'm going to say, I did this, and this is how I help the business, and this is how I can help you, sir, ma'am, to solve your problems with within technology. That is so true. I always tell people that the language that we use in resumes is so weird. Like you wouldn't see anyone saying results driven, executive, right. professional. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Drove, drove results by implementing strategies <laughs> and so on. Um, and, uh, you know, really, uh, it helps when you work with someone to just grasp everything that you accomplished because you should always highlight everything that is actually different about you. So when it comes to resumes, LinkedIn profiles, people tend to list out their responsibilities, you know, managing the IT team, uh, creating IT strategies and so on. And it can be so different. You could be talking to someone who leads a team of uh, 50 people or someone who leads a team of two or someone who has, you know, grown the business by 10, 20% or someone who has been stagnant. So it's all about showing the different environment, the different results, the impact that someone has made that can actually make them stand out in in the job market. Absolutely. Perfect. And uh, what I'm actually now very interested to hear is uh, after all that you've been through with Anastasia, all of the uh, LinkedIn retouch and makeup, uh, how, uh, what is your now experience with LinkedIn and with uh, networking overall? How do you now see it? Uh, uh, how do you approach it? Uh, did it change and to what extent? Uh, yes, and it's, but it's, it's part of the journey, right? So I, I haven't, it hasn't, the destination hasn't arrived yet. And what I mean by that is that, so like me personally, I'm right. We're, I'm in a place where my role is still quite challenging today, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. but I'm always looking for bigger and better, and whatever that next opportunity comes knocking on my door, right. I wanted my digital profile to to be ready and reflective of really who I am and how to st- tell the story of how I got to where I am today and, and where I'm going next. But from the networking perspective, it's I don't think it's any anyone's surprise. And it's my opinion as well that the world of IT is full of people that by nature are very introverted. And admittedly, I'm one of those people as well. Uh, Networking does not come naturally to us, to most of us. It doesn't come naturally to me. Um, So having a a profile that has the ability to open up some of those conversations and start those conversations on my behalf is something that is greatly valuable. Right. How how do I start that conversation? How do I walk? I, 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 it's very difficult for, 
someone for me to walk up to someone and say, Hey, let me introduce myself. This is what I do. I'm an IT professional. And you know, I, I want a job at your company. (laughs) That's that's probably not going to (laughs) happen. So, so this is really a way uh, that I found that, that a narrative and language um, that, that needed to change. And of course it's important with networking so that when I'm, when I'm having those conversations, I remember sort of what I, what we wrote together. Cause I won't take credit for it. Cause she wrote it. For, she helped me write it. But, but uh, what I wrote in the LinkedIn profile in that natural language, right? So, Oh, this is what I've done. This is who I manage. This is how I solve that problem. Like I said before. So um, the journey again continues because I've made it a goal this year to, to be more active on my profile and to, to start uh, posting more or at least commenting more on things, which, which was one of the, recommendations that she mentioned as well. And I, I feel that I've seen a little bit uh, of, of an uptick in activity in the views that I've gotten on my profile uh, mm-hmm. because of that. Um, I, I've also had a few people reach out to me um, more so that are uh, uh, interested in having conversations with me. And and some of my close friends and, and peers that I trust with uh, from a professional perspective, we can have some candid conversations. I've written my profile and they said, it's a amazing transformation. It looks great. I would have never thought to have that perspective in from their own profiles. And, and actually, Anastasia, one of them may reach out to you soon. So I'll send him your way because he actually wants to have his re- rewritten as well. All um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, 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 um, I, like I said, you know, beginning of the year was, uh, I, we sort of finished the whole profile towards the end of the year and I wanted to start the year off fresh. And, uh, right, I, right. I think it's been, I think it's been great from a confidence perspective and helping me really to see where I am and I'm ready for that next big step in my career. So I think this was the, the first part of that journey. And, um, and, and then we took, we took the, the, the LinkedIn profile and we transposed it onto the resume in a more professional language so that it fits those uh, traditional methods of what the resume is supposed to look like. We shortened it to be uh, the right length and to read a little bit better and to have the keywords so that when it goes through all the resume systems, it doesn't get spit out at the other end and just rejected. Um, so I, I think this year is going to be, I think this year is going to be awesome. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm ready for something to come across my lap. And, and I think I, I'm, I'm in a mindset in a place where I'm going to be better prepared to have those conversations, whether they're just an elevator pitch or even a full-fledged um, uh, process of of going through uh, uh, whatever that next big step is. Right, so I'm sort of right on the cusp of that, really, really being that in that C-suite, and and I think this is really going to be helpful. It's something that, again, because I'm stuck in my day-to-day perspective, I would have never thought that a I needed a, re- a whole rewrite, and b I didn't know where to begin. Right, so I was really clamoring for help throughout this process, and 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 the whole thing was, the whole process was great. Uh, we went back and forth. I think you you wanted to know a little bit about the process itself. Uh, we went back and forth via email, and then we had I don't know three or four conversations around it. And then we had a follow up conversation on the resume, and all of it was incredibly collaborative, uh, which is perfect for my management style as well, because that's sort of how I manage my team. So I felt like. Anastasia was managing me like I manage my guys. Um, and, but, but, uh, but also, you know, very candid and, and, and very direct. And um, it was refreshing. Uh, and to, to have someone from outside of 
my normal day-to-day organization tell me, Darwin, you really should highlight this. This is a, this is a great accomplishment. And to, to then see it again in writing was um, was a confidence booster. And, and uh, you know, so I, I, I feel like I can walk into the door a little more confidently now when I have to have those conversations. Perfect. I'm glad That's to hear that. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad to hear. It's always uh, good to, and that's something that Anastasia told me uh, when I also uh, read in my LinkedIn. It's always to step, uh, good to step out, out of your comfort zone. You'll never know what you will receive, what you can expect. Uh, I'm also a little bit introvert myself, so I can totally understand. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's important to have it more more a sense of a story than just, as you mentioned, copy-pasting your own resume. I had that sort of a profile. It didn't work. Uh, but yeah, it's better for outreach. It's better for being visible. It's better for people to actually email you, uh, emailing you and sending you messages related to the stuff you're actually interested in that actually has a sense with your skills that you possess, so with your education that you have, with your uh, job, previous job titles or uh, uh, opportunities so it really it really is a great thing and i'm really glad to hear uh to hear such a success story uh, i would just like to hear if you have to share uh with our audience any last uh thoughts or feedback or any suggestions especially for the it crowd that we also have as part of our uh member base so I would just like to, uh, if you can leave us with some sort of food for thought ideas. Sure. Uh, I would say, uh, if I had to summarize the whole experience and, and, and things in general, is that growth is uncomfortable. And, and, that, and that applies to everything, right? If, if, you're not, if you're not uncomfortable in learning a new technology, you're not growing. You're not learning. You're not learning anything new. You become stagnant. When it comes to your personal life as well, you have to put yourself purposefully in uncomfortable situations if you want to grow. Uh, it's called growing pains when you're growing up for a reason, right? Your your bones hurt because you're you're stretching and you're 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 becoming the 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 adult that you eventually will be. If you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. And I would and I and I apply that to all areas of my life. So I purposefully put myself in in an uncomfortable situation from from the introversion perspective from the how to market myself perspective right because i knew that it would be the only way that i would have a transformation and growth i do that in my career uh, i always want to learn more i always want to put myself in a situation that i am well i've done this before so it's going to be easy and i'm going to succeed here no I, if, if I, if I've never done, uh, uh, if I've never had a really close relationship with the financial arm of my business, I'm going to insert myself there and be uncomfortable and not be the smartest person in the room, right? Because we tend to be, oh, I, I want to be really smart. And because everybody's going to look to me for advice, but if you're the one right. that's teaching everybody else, which is very important to mentor people as well, but if you're the one that's always teaching others, then how are you growing personally? So I want to be surrounded by people that make me feel that 
well, I need a lot of catching up to do. I really need to learn some more right, in this right. area. And, and in those areas, if those areas are outside of technology, even better, because now I'm learning to be a more well-rounded and well-seasoned executive, right? Because I need to be able to have the conversation with the CFO. I need to be able to have the conversation with the COO of my organization. I need to be able to sit in front of my CEO and in less than five minutes, explain to him why he needs to make this investment. And I can't have those conversations if I'm speaking directly and only as a technologist. So I have to put myself out of my comfort zone when it comes to that type of growth, uh, my personal growth, and from a technology perspective as well. So that's what I would say. And then from the from the whole process, uh, I, I would invite anybody who hears this or anybody who's hesitating to um, have a conversation with someone who does this for a living, like Anastasia, right, to put these things into a natural language. I, I would highly encourage uh, anyone to do it because... A, the process was great. She was very sweet to work with, but also I see the results already and I feel much better and much more accomplished to have been able to do this because I wouldn't have ever been able to do it in myself, no matter how uncomfortable I put myself in the situation. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to say with that whole speech about being uncomfortable, now you have to go in the world and network <laughs> and be uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Be very, be, be very uncomfortable yes. until until it gets very comfortable, and then yes. then you're good to go. <laughs> well, what what are the goals? One of my goals this year is to to go to at least one networking event per month. So oh, that, nice. that, that should help me. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's great. And being active, I will pay attention to your profile. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, challenge accepted. <laughs> so make sure that you uh, implement that. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you both. Thank you, Anastasia. Thank you, Darren, for joining us today, for having the time to uh, tell us a little bit, uh, especially you, Darren, tell us a little bit about your own uh, personal uh, professional journey and experience. Thank you, Anastasia. It's always a pleasure. Uh, and thank you to all of you that were listening to us today. Uh, if you'd like, you can always uh, go on LinkedIn and uh, search for Anastasia Gavrilovic uh, to uh, join her and maybe do your own LinkedIn and uh, even resume. Who knows? Uh, I would just like to say you can follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. We are Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. These are just go to ivy exec insights and thank you for tuning in i'll catch you next time <laughs>